It's season six on fashion life stories. This is Susanna. I was born in Greece, uh, in Macedon, Greece, and raised in New York City. I went to FIT. I studied fashion. I worked in fashion in Versace, Bergdorf Goodman, my own collection, Susanna Galani's jewelry. Now I'm doing art, podcasting style, influence, etc, etc. I'm very passionate about fashion and sharing with you stories. Stories of love, fashion inspiration, how to be cool and chic and have a beautiful life. I hope you enjoy my podcasts. had so much fun and a lot of information was uh, given to me uh, for inspirational purposes as an artist that I am uh, I was so grateful receiving all this style and design influences and historical uh, fashionably speaking influences doing the research on this designer her name is Lily Pulitzer and um, she was a 1960s 70s and uh, early 1980s American classic designer and uh, she's associated with whimsical and timeless prints and uh, the shift dress and uh, the lifestyle of the rich and famous and uh, um, all these vibrant colors and uh, whimsical uh, designs and fantastic designs and travels and beautiful palm trees and uh, uh, colors and flowers and a beautiful life and uh, it's always summer somewhere she was quoted saying so it was a very uplifting uh, experience for me and I'm starting season six with uh, the highest of vibes and uh, mostly inspired by her lifestyle and her influence um, she has uh, been a tremendous influence and uh, I decided because there were so much information and content uh, that I um, recorded to create two different podcasts episode one and episode two around Lily Pulitzer because I didn't want to make you tired listening to so much information in one particular um, podcast however you do have the option to listen immediately to the second part episode two because both of them are going to be uploaded uh, at the same time I wish you a fantastic new season. It's going to be mostly affected by my uh, high vibes and whatever I was able to absorb uh, uh, from her, uh, the good times of the 1960s and 70s, the colorful vibes, the party scenes, the travels, the endless summers and... um, the yachting and the beautiful, beautiful people of the 1960s and 70s and definitely I'm inspired by this uh, um, story and definitely it's going to be an inspiration for the season for me, okay? So I can't wait to share more fantastic episodes this season uh, that will inspire you and create beautiful colors in your life and uh, beautiful pictures and beautiful inspirations. That's what I'm here to do, okay? So I'm looking forward to to, to do this uh, for season six. So I'm very excited. So that's it.
And here, my darlings, is where I'm inserting a beautiful advertisement that has information that may help you. Check it out. Hello, my beautiful darlings. It's Susanna, and uh, this is episode one of season six uh, for spring 2023. My darlings, I can't wait to start this season with you and um, share some of my joys, some of my passions, my desires, my interests, my loves, whatever I find interesting and uh, look into it. I take notes and I'm sharing those notes with you and um, therefore they become a podcast episode. Um, As you know, if you have been listening to my episodes, uh, my background is fashion and um, I started um, years ago at FIT. I was um, a fashion illustration student and... um, I had no idea because this is when we had moved to the United States and a few years in high school here and um, in New York and um, then it was college time and uh, I was completely lost. The only thing that I knew it was art. I was very artistic and uh, my beloved parents uh, noticed that and uh, they wanted to support me and they did by offering me private lessons with a teacher from NYU University, New York University. Uh, His name was Theodore and he was a student of art at the time but in any case he took me under his wing and um, um, he introduced me to the New York scene of art and uh, culture and um, fashion and all that because like I said I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was completely in transition in my life. So together with his direction and my artistic, um, it was mostly him though at that time because I was still learning. Uh, We put together a um, portfolio and uh, thereof I went to FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology, because he saw my potential and uh, he said, uh, FIT, it's a good school, you have to go there. So, I went there. <laughs> My father was not so happy because he wanted a real university because he never thought that, uh, he never felt that uh, FIT was a real serious university where all the people are going to become doctors and lawyers and uh, serious professionals. Uh, he never approved of it, although he 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 supported my my talent. In any case, long story short, I started uh, as a fashion illustration student, and this is where I learned all about the history of fashion illustration, the most important fashion illustrators of the time, and uh, what was going on in the fashion industry, and uh, all that. However, in uh, the middle of uh, my program, uh, a year after, I felt um, there was nothing for me to do in fashion illustration. I didn't see a good future there. And I switched majors. So from fashion illustration, 
I went to fashion marketing and fashion buying and merchandising and all that. So I stayed there for another four years and another two years afterwards for uh, to take a second bachelor's degree in fur design and marketing because my father was a furrier. Why am I telling you all this? Because um, I started, uh, the only reason I'm telling you that because currently I'm doing art and I'm going back into my roots with my art situation because uh, my fashion illustration days and my artistic classes that I took in those earlier days of my career, although eventually I went to work for Versace uh, on the business side of, of the industry and um, Bergdorf Goodman and um, marketing and, and sales and uh, uh, retail and all these high-end retail eventually after I designed my collection in uh, in uh, jewelry uh, eventually now uh, as another facet of my career I'm doing uh, art <laughs> and I'm very happy very happy so I'm in a good place so now it's winter winter 2023 my darlings and um you know me i am a very colorful very joyous outdoor sunny person and uh, being cooped up uh, in manhattan in uh, the gray of manhattan of the winter the winter grays and um, not having to go outside and uh, enjoy the sunshine and uh, nature and all that it hasn't been easy for me this winter like in every winter i go through a period of the winter blues so what was really saving me this winter is my art i love flowers i love nature and uh, beautiful vibrant colors and just uh, joyful uh, energy and uh, color-wise, style-wise, aesthetic-wise, nature-wise, everything that has to do with uh, beauty and light and um, just uh, blooms and uh, uh, beautiful natural things um, like a garden, the beautiful flowers. This is what has been holding me. So I have been um, into creating watercolors and uh, beautiful work of art inspired by beautiful colors. So this is where I am. Out of the blue, I was I took a break, like a couple of weeks between seasons, and focusing a lot on my flowers and my blooms in my apartment. Currently, I have three beautiful flower arrangements uh, mostly in yellow and pink and fuchsia and purple uh, but um, they're really beautiful and they give me so much joy so they're inspiring me I'm using uh, my photography of these flowers for content creation and art creation and uh, beautiful uh, vibrations and high vibes and all that and I'm in a good place and uh, I'm in my little bubble of uh, beauty and colorful um, vibrations and uh, uh, nature and flowers and bloom and spring around the corner expecting any day now I'm in a good place so I was taking a break visiting my mom and family and uh, just taking it easy it hasn't been easy for me but I have been trying to do to, to do the best the best out of the circumstances until spring comes and then things change for me so 
I was just doing my thing between my social media, my art, trying to do promotion now and trying to promote my art and being busy constantly. I took a break uh, between seasons for my uh, uh, for my um, podcasting, and now today. I was not planning as of yet. I was maybe hoping maybe another week, but uh, I was going back and forth because I didn't want to take too long uh, between seasons. So I was not quite ready, but while I was doing um, some research about fashion, and uh, currently we have the fall 2023 fashion weeks, and uh, currently it's Milan, and then next week is going to be, I think this week is going to be uh, Paris. Uh, I, I was starting to do some research and uh, just uh, connect uh, with um, fashion now. And uh, uh, instinctively, I was drawn to this amazing designer. Her name is Lily Pulitzer. And uh, what really drew me to her it, through my research because currently I'm in this mode of uh, nature and beautiful bright colors and blooming motifs and um, high vibrations, like I said, for some reason, uh, call it a divine intervention or divine guidance, because honestly, I was not planning to do this episode. Uh, However, her name, Lily Pulitzer, the designer, uh, fashion designer of the 1980s, 60s. She was very famous in the 1960s and 70s. Her brand is still happening today. Obviously, she's not alive any longer, but her brand is uh, the All Americana uh, 1960s, uh, beautiful Palm Beach inspired, uh, old the world, old money uh, situation. Uh, anything that you connect with an American style, she you can associate it with her. And uh, she has been such an inspiration in the fashion scene uh, since the 60s. And for some reason, I thought uh, I, I connected with her, her energy, her story, her vibrations. And she just popped up. Uh, and uh, I felt, um, I felt, um, I resonated with that energy. And uh, I just felt very excited to do some research and uh, create my first podcast of Spring 2023, uh, Season 6, with the story of uh, the famous American designer Lily Pulitzer. I'm going to name this uh, first episode From Fruits to Fashion because her story is quite interesting. She was a a New Yorker, um, old world socialite from the 1950s, uh, New Yorker married to Peter Pulitzer. I'm gonna give you all the information, her maiden name on the next segment. Um, I'm just telling you lightly now what it's gonna be all about, but uh, we'll go into more details right after I take a little break. This is just the introduction to the episode like I normally do. So going back, she was a young uh, married uh, woman and her and her husband, who was uh, a very wealthy man from an old uh, uh, world uh, socialite uh, family situation, uh, they moved to Palm Beach, Florida. At that time, Palm Beach, it was not uh, the Palm Beach that it is today. It was very, it was a resort place, but it was not so upscale and so famous and so high-end 
So they moved and her husband's uh, family owned a an orange or uh, orange uh, property with oranges they were growing oranges and um, so Lily Pulitzer uh, she and her husband Peter Pulitzer they they were there and this is where they they decided to stay all year round at that time um, Palm Beach was only a resort place so people would go from uh, very high-end people very wealthy people would go from let's say from the East Coast uh, let's say the Massachusetts uh, the New York Connecticut or the high-end families at the time they would go to Palm Beach in the winter time to vacation there spend the the, the winter uh, spend the winter months and then uh, they will come back home during the rest of the season so it was only for the winter months there but Lily was a person uh, and her husband that they decided this is where they wanted to to leave so they stayed there so she had three children and uh, after she had uh, her her three children she had the postpartum depression situation and she became very melancholic depressed down and so on uh, so her doctor recommended her, her to do something that she loved that's what I'm doing currently by the way <laughs> The doctor said, do something that you're passionate about. Do something else. Create, create, do something that gives you joy. Okay, my darlings? So Lily, because her husband was uh, into the orange orange uh, juice business, she decided to have her own business, to have an orange juice stand. And uh, she was selling fresh squeezed orange juice on Worth Avenue in Palm Beach, Florida. And I think she was going from door, door to door as well to selling her uh, her um, orange juice. And uh, the it was that was in 1959, end of the 1950s. Okay, so she uh, had a problem. Uh, it was not functional for her to be selling orange juice because her clothing was getting stained from orange juice every day, and uh, she wanted. To camouflage the orange stains and he, she thought she asked her seamstress to create a shift dress for her which was a very classic 1950s early 60s silhouette for women which was like a semi-fitted sleeveless uh, cotton dress uh, above the knee and a little bit loose but not too tight and um, and um, that was the look for a lot of the women of the times so they were wearing that shift dress but she created her own version with her own prints and the whole idea was to camouflage to camouflage the orange stain so the print had to be very colorful with a lot of pink and orange and yellow purple and green and all that so this way when the dress had the print while she was working, uh, the, the stains, they were not showing so easily. So, long story short, her clients, uh, the socialites from Palm Beach, uh, which she knew, one of them was Jackie Kennedy, but she knew everyone there uh, who was vacationing. Um, they saw her uh, colorful dress. Now, prior to that, in the 1950s, all the silhouettes that the women were dressing, uh, they were very structured, very somber, very fitted, very tailored, and very um, 
tight and, uh, like I said, structured. So when these women saw Lily Pulitzer wearing those beautiful, fun, colorful, joyful, uh, happy dresses, they all wanted her to make them a dress. They wanted to have a dress like hers. So it became a major, major, major trend. So that stand on Worth Avenue became a store. It became a boutique, a Lily Pulitzer boutique. So she started her creation by accident. And um, the rest is history, my darling. So in this podcast, uh, which, like I said, I'm going to name it from fruits to fashion. I'm going to tell you more information about Lily Pulitzer and what is her contribution to the fashion world. And I'm going to make you more aware of this amazing fashion designer and incredible trendsetter and style influencer that still to this day, a lot of young women are wearing her style. And uh, it's a classic American beautiful style. And uh, she's inspiring both men and women and children, of course, and uh, a whole lifestyle based on her sunny disposition and um, her good attitude and outlook in life. So it's not only her clothing that we're going to study, but also we're going to study her happiness, her mood and her motto for life, uh, which was she had uh, a lot of um, different uh, famous quotes that uh, described her outlook and her personality but a very famous quote was life is a party Uh, why don't you dress for it or dress like it dress like life is a party so basically pretend that every day is a party and make sure you have your party clothes on and you enjoy your beautiful day that beautiful party that beautiful life that should be like a party because according to her um, life is a party. Also, another quote which I already posted today in social media is um, uh, <laughs> trying to remember it correctly. Uh, Regardless of the weather report, I live every day like it is spring. Okay, that's a quote, a very famous quote. So now it's the middle of the winter in New York City. And uh, uh, if I were in Lily Pulitzer's shoes, I would be living my life as if it was spring. What a beautiful example. What a beautiful inspiration. And beautiful words and beautiful lessons to learn from this very, very inspirational woman. And... um, I have a lot more to share with you. I'm going to take a break and uh, do a little bit more research, get my notes organized and uh, give you her story. And hopefully you will be as impressed and uh, as uh, affected by her attitude as I am today. I will be back, my darlings. back my darlings it is a couple of days later the date is uh, March 2nd I wanted yesterday to be the first day of spring uh, 2023 
season six. However, something happened and I was not in a good mood, okay? I was really long. I don't know what happened. It might have been a certain news event that was affected and uh, lots of lives that were lost in my beloved Greece. It may have been um, me being around situations that um, they were out of my control and I got sudden because other people were sad uh, and I pick up uh, their feelings easily. And that's what an empath does, an artist as well. So yesterday was not a good day for me. And even this morning, I'm still struggling to overcome my moods and um, just um, move on but uh, it's not easy today however 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 luckily check up check out one of my earliest uh, season uh, season five episodes uh, which is but luckily things change okay like we can switch our moods by using the word and the perspective from a lucky lucky positive situation that we are looking into it and we do not narrow-mindedly <laughs> narrow-mindedly uh, look at uh, negative stuff and get, get stuck there luckily we switch our moods and um, look at the many many positive gifts and uh, treasures and uh, joys our life has and uh, we are all gifted even the fact that we're alive and uh, we are gifted with beautiful health and beautiful things and beautiful circumstances and uh, intellect and uh, beautiful family and friends and beautiful clothes for fashionistas like me and uh, beautiful inspirational people like uh, Lily Pulitzer. Okay, she came up at the right time because I needed some cheerful and bright inspiration. She's known. Um, She's an American designer. She has been deceased. I'm going to give you more information about her, like where she was born, her actual name, blah, 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 how many children and all this at the end um, in a, a different uh, segment of this episode. I'm going to attach it. But um, uh, today I'm going to speak to you about her influence and uh, her contribution, her vivid and beautiful and colorful contribution in the fashion world. And um, she's associated with beautiful colors and uh, cheerful uh, prints. That's what she's known for. And um, just by looking at one of her uh, clothing items, she's known for the classical shift dress, but her uh, styles have evolved today there there is so much uh, in her collection um, but the original um, Lily Pulitzer style uh, started in the 1950s late 1950s early 60s okay so Lily Pulitzer was a socialite a young beautiful woman from New York City she was raised I believe in Roslyn New York and uh, she came from a very very affluent family her parents were um, very affluent old world old money American uh, style uh, uh, wealth <laughs> with nannies and chauffeurs and mansions and all that in Long Island of New York City in the 1950s uh, she grew up there in the 19. 
40s, I would suppose, and 50s, because in 1959, she eloped with uh, a man. His name was uh, Herbert Peter Pulitzer. He also came from a very, very influential, very wealthy, old world uh, money family and uh, the two of them he was very very handsome i'm going to tell you more about him at the end of the episode as well because there were so many at the end of his life of course there were so many (laughs) stories about him and uh, a scandal (laughs) with his second wife anyway i'm jumping i'm jumping before he got married to the second wife he got married to Lily Pulitzer and they were both young I think uh, she was 21 years old and they eloped the parents had no idea that they 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 eloped so she had two other sisters so when uh, Peter Pulitzer called Lily's father to say guess what I married your daughter he's like "Uh, which one (laughs) did you marry because he had two other daughters but um, she was a very uh, eloquent a very uh, uh, high, uh, well-mannered, I would say, because uh, she went uh, to Miss Porter's finishing school, boarding school, a very, very famous school of that era, and uh, the same uh, class. She had uh, the most influential and most affluent friends uh, and um, fellow students. Uh, among them was Jackie, Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy. Eventually, she became Kennedy Onassis. Uh, but Jacqueline Bouvier was her classmate. Okay, so we're jumping a little bit again. In any case, so she came from this particular bra- uh, background where she was very well-mannered, very well-educated, very refined. She had a, a, a refined spirit, okay? So she knew all the manners and of the upper class and the mannerism and uh, she had great taste and yet she was very down-to-earth, very bohemian and very cool. So they married the two uh, handsome kids of these uh, very wealthy American families and in 1959 that was uh, by and and eventually they moved to Florida. Now, uh, Peter Pulitzer's um, family, uh, they had uh, orange groves uh, in, um, in the Miami Beach area or in Florida. I don't know where exactly close, I would assume, to, to Palm Beach because they were living in Palm Beach, okay? So... Um, uh, very typical of the 1950s, early 60s was for the woman to have children, get married, settle down and be a housewife and blah, blah, blah. So she did have in four years, three children with Peter Pulitzer, uh, Lily. So um, she was a cool mom and all, and they were very crazy, bohemian, not crazy, in a good way, crazy, very fun and outgoing. They were not uh, stuck up. Um, she had uh, three children, okay, but they had their own style, okay. Um, before, uh, during those early years of their marriage, they were really wild and uh, uh, they did uh, life according to their own rules. Now, the rules of the uh, set of um, the uh, Palm Beach uh, set uh, affluent society at that point was uh, the women were all stuck up and uh, they were all girdled and um, they all were hot and pantyhose and they were all very 
uh, constricted uh, in their silhouettes and very uptight as well in their manners and very um, inclusive, I would say. They would not... Uh, exclusive actually not inclusive they were not they they were not so easily um, allowing newcomers to come in they they had their own little society scenes and uh, it was kind of like stuck up and uptight here comes uh, Lily and Peter Pulitzer they came from New York young hippie and uh, beautiful and they were beautiful couple together by the way everybody used to talk about them how gorgeous they were together and very very cool so um, they had their own parties they had uh, instead of having uh, stuck up formal dinner parties they would invite everybody at their home in uh, their big kitchen which uh, could uh, seat uh, 40 people but it was very casual so they would have like drinks and champagne and everybody would cook and uh, be involved in the preparation of food and having like a very easy very laid back uh, attitude about everything very cool and um, dancing was going on and uh, there are stories about them after the parties um, they would drink all the champagne and then they would take uh, fill the champagne bottles with water and then throw it on the kitchen floor and slide and dance on the floor on wet floor barefoot and uh, they, they did not care about uh, any accidents or any 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 anybody looking foolish they just had so much fun that was the time that they lived in and uh, their life was full of joy why am i telling you all that because this reflects lily's attitude on life and therefore how she translated her joy and her beautiful uh, uh, spirit uh, to her designs uh, now going back to the three children uh, she did have uh, three children two girls and one boy in four years so um, at that point um, uh, postpartum depression was uh, not really acknowledged they thought uh, if somebody has uh, a depression issue uh, they were had to go to the loony house or uh, uh, just seek uh, serious psychotherapy and all that and uh, she did she went to a clinic and uh, the doctor told her to just get a hobby get a hobby and then get another hobby and just stay busy which was the best advice anybody can do because uh, going to me <laughs> when I have issues like that uh, I paint and I just um, get myself immersed in um, my jewelry design my uh, fashion my podcast fashion love stories um, my art my decorating my flowers and all that because i totally understand um, uh, just do something that gives you joy and of course a hobby is something that you love to do so this is what she did now the husband was uh, peter pulitzer and uh, although he came from a very affluent family he himself was a very self-made uh, I would say millionaire at the day because he did make a lot. Of, he did make a lot of money on his own. Okay, he inherited money, but he took it further. Okay, he was a self-made man, and he was very um, 
successful. So he inspired, obviously, having a husband who is that successful and uh, overachiever. Uh, of course, it has to influence you as well because I can relate to that because my father was, I'm not saying that I'm over an overachiever, but I'm not relaxed about things. So having a father that was like that, an overachiever, and a mother, my mother was also uh, inspired by my late father. Uh, of course, it rubs rubs on you and then you, you, you want to create more and more and more because nothing is good enough and then you end up doing a lot more things because uh, that's how you learn, how, that's how you train yourself or that's how you are inspired by the people around you. So Lily, um, of course, she was very, very lucky to have a husband such as uh, Peter Pulitzer and uh, she, with his uh, uh, help and support, uh, she opened up, guess what, a, an orange juice business. It was actually a stand. She would take fresh squeezed orange juice and she would um, sell it in a Palm Beach area. Palm Beach was not the Palm Beach that it is today, by the way. It was the beginning of 1960s and it was very uh, down to earth, I would say. Oh yeah, it was, it was, it was a place where all the wealthy were staying there for the season, but um, it was not the place that it has become today, which is more famous, more affluent, more, uh, I would say commercial on that side of things, but, uh, even for the affluent to go there and stay. It was not so famous, it was more understated uh, and Worth Avenue that today Worth Avenue is full of uh, designer shops in, in uh, Palm Beach. Um, she had her stand there. So she was selling orange juice. And then she had a partner, I think the lady, I can give you her name later on, but uh, because I don't have it in front of me right now. She was uh, a fashion uh, editor and uh, together they were going into some kind of a business at the time. I don't know if they were intending to get eventually into a, a fashion situation or they were forced. I don't know how the fashion editor and uh, Lily Pulitzer, I think she was like a neat girl and she, she was interested in fashion and even though she may not, she may not have desired to be in the fashion business she she appreciated fashion like all the eat affluent girls too so i think it was one of these situations where she, her friend i think she was also from miss porter's school so they decided they were hanging out together and uh, of course they were partying together like all of these eat girls used to do back in the day and uh, of course they somehow they were working the 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 orange juice stand and uh, Lily was uh, she had a problem with her job at that point although she liked it she was getting stains on her dresses of course women wore dresses back then okay the 1960s that was a casualty for, for her it just how am I going to deal with that I'm getting stains orange stains every day so my dress and I don't want to look unkempt like that and dirty and not dirty but stained uh, with orange juice stains on my dress and uh, she decided uh, she took uh, some beautiful uh, printed uh, fabrics very joyful full of flowers and um, leaves and uh, all the Florida 
images that uh, they were all happy and vibrant and colorful and uh, of course the fabric was not that expensive she took uh, a fabric that had a lot of pattern scenes so of course it had yellow and orange and green and purple mostly yellows because she wanted the yellow and the orange to to be hidden within those patterns and she made a very classic uh, shift dress now in the 1960s all the girls in school they had to take um, home economics classes and uh, learn how to sew how to clean how to be housewives how, how to how to, to keep a house and of course uh, one of the very basic pattern that they were sewing it was the basic shift dress because it was so simple it had uh, two panels um, one on the front uh, one on the back sometimes three panels because the back was uh, uh, split it in two and it had a zipper in the plastic zipper in the back and then two darts on the front it was semi-fitted not too fitted not too loose uh, and it was above the knee and it was um, just very simple so Lily and her friend uh, they were wearing these new designs that they thought uh, just because uh, they felt more comfortable not showing the stains so their friends they would go in uh, Palm Beach and buy the oranges and they fell in love with their dresses and they wanted the same they wanted the same dresses they got so excited because now remember their silhouettes was very structured that what they used to wear they were very structured very uptight very corseted etc etc so they just felt we want to be more liberated so this is where the women's liberation as well started okay so in the 1960s i guess it was the times as well but women were getting to the point that they don't want to be corseted anymore and stuck in their clothing and the tight uptight clothing and just feel restricted and uh, imprisoned uh, in their fashions and of course the hats of course they were chic and all but uh, there is a place for everything and a time for everything you cannot be like that all the time and of course if you are in a hot florida weather you want to be as loose and as liberated fashionably speaking uh, as possible so i guess what uh, lily offered in those dresses uh, it was the right desired item it was the right thing at the right time okay so women fell in love so that stand became became a boutique <laughs> it was her first boutique and the rest is fashion history because uh, women uh, they became crazy they they, they they got crazy over this uh, look crazy in a good way of course they became they became so excited and they loved everything of course lily was uh, the bohemian uh, situation and she wore everything uh, barefooted so she was uh, labeled the barefoot uh, millionaire i think she was the barefoot uh, millionaire or the bet the barefoot um, tycoon the barefoot tycoon okay that was the um, term that they coined her with because she loved to be free and uh, of course it was now 1960s the beginning of the 1960s is it was at the height of uh, freedom and love and flowers and 
just uh, be cool and uh, be beautiful and be a neat girl and that's all you needed and of course the rich husband of course was a nice accessory to have <laughs> and of course the money and the education from Miss Porter's school was not a bad situation to have it was anyway she was a neat girl and um, women and her friends of course from the same school they were all hanging out together and eventually they all helped her one of these women now it was Jacqueline Kennedy and she was uh, the president's wife okay John F Kennedy's wife in the White House of the United States of America so she wore one of her dresses the dress was yellow and white plaid it looked like a tablecloth or it may have been fabric that they used to make tablecloths with okay so Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis she was not she was not Onassis she was not Onassis then she was Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy so and her little girl Caroline they were photographed uh, with a matching dress now at that time also it was a trend for the mothers and the daughters to dress like a mini me so I think uh, Lily was making dresses for the li little younger girls as well so it was sad uh, so it was so cute I'm sure so anyway Jacqueline Kennedy wore the dress and her little daughter Caroline Kennedy and uh, of course all the women now not only the women in uh, Palm Beach but all over the United States it became the trend or the most desired shift dress to be seen in okay so uh, a lot of these women they would uh, dress uh, they would style this dress with flat of course they could not be wore, uh, wore walking around barefoot although there are stories that Lily was walking around in Palm Beach around her store barefooted okay but in any case the women uh, they were flat sandals and they were accessorizing it with like big sunglasses and another signature accessory item it was a scarf sometimes it would be white or sometimes it would be something matching or complementary in color a little triangle scar scarf on their heads and it was the most chic most cool most beautiful elegant uh, look to have and these women uh, they they walked around the streets and uh, when they saw another woman wearing the same uh, look uh, the, the dress uh, it was called the lily okay it was named the lily so she, she was wearing a lily uh, so she would see let's say a woman walked around uh, Palm Beach somewhere or maybe in another area maybe in New York uh, the Hamptons or uh, maybe in Boston where all the Ivy League uh, women or jet setters of uh, the old world money situation were um, uh, residing so they would see each other and they would wink and they all kind of had a little giggle and say oh we are in the same club I understand you girl so there is a story also like the store in Southampton on I believe on what street was it anyway one of the main streets not the main street the other one I forgot the name of it the two main streets in Southampton okay so they had the store there and the store the store was uh, giving uh, uh, clear bags to the ladies 
that when they were buying uh, Jobs Lane, Jobs Lane, I'm sorry, <laughs> on Jobs Lane. Um, so they would sell the dresses and of course it would be in a clear bag so women would just walk around after they made their purchases and show it off oh this is the dress i bought so it was kind of like a cool thing to do so that was the story in the beginning of uh, lily pulitzer and then she became very, very famous and they opened up a lot of stores because these women lived all over the United States. Obviously, they were originally from New York, from the same school that uh, they all got married to a very affluent man. So from that just said circle, they moved away. And of course, where they were, of course, there were very affluent places all over the United States. So Lily Pulitzer opened up boutiques throughout the United States. So she was um, very, very successful uh, throughout the 60s and the 70s until the 80s. Uh, something happened and uh, things have changed. So uh, eventually the store the, the business was revamped in the 90s uh, under her supervision and her direction but the original uh, uh, Lily Pulitzer was um, in the story uh, that I told you this is how she started and the authentic stage one i would say of the lily pulitzer story was in the 1960s and 70s oh and another thing is the lilies or the clothing uh, that were designed for uh, lily pulitzer also uh, men wore for example that were they would wear jackets with the same print of course they would not be dressed out in prints top to bottom but they would have shorts bermuda shorts or maybe fancy pants uh, in the prints uh, of course the weather was very hot and um, it was perfect for them to wear lily pulitzer prints as well in the men's so yes it became a lifestyle it became um, it became a signature of her because it um, uh, expressed her uh, view of life and there are so many fantastic quotes and uh, which I'm going to tell you next of her speaking about her bubbly personality personality I mean her quotes would describe how optimistic and how vibrant and how bubbly she was and what a beautiful personality to have uh, and she was the creator of this type of a lifestyle or influence and it's still lingering on today and the next generation and the next generation now it would be like her granddaughters now would be wearing her uh, style but uh, it was such a tremendous influence and um, the lifestyle as well uh, and her personality just uh, one of the ladies that I would like you to just uh, study on your own uh, my darlings <laughs> so you can uh, get some kind of an influence from this uh, tremendous uh, fashion influence of the 1960s lily pulitzer now i'm going to end here and i'm going to continue back in two different segments one of them is going to be um famous quotes from lily pulitzer and another uh, uh, another segment will be um, about uh, her 
information about her name and uh, the right uh, full situation where she was born, the parents and all this. So I'll give you, I will give you some uh, history on, on, on her and uh, I will tell you a little bit about the Pulitzer uh, scandal that doesn't involve her though. It involves the second wife of the um, very handsome playboy <laughs> husband, Peter Pulitzer. I'll be back. Thank you.